Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is your friends Kyle, Drew, and Eric from Cowabunga Comics. With your sneak peek at next week, episode number 681 for Comics Original coming out November 2nd and November 3rd. But before Drew, Eric, and myself get into what's coming up in your local comic book shops this coming week, I'm sure we got all kinds of things to come talk about in the world of comics. There's everything going on. Yeah, first and foremost, I want to I wanna say... Uh, thank you to our newest patron, John Saavedra. John Saavedra, thank you for becoming a patron, um, and we appreciate it. And John knows that becoming a patron has its perks. Um, you go to Patreon slash Comics for Fun and Profit, and you get access to exclusive reviews, early access to shows, early access to some cool exclusive comics via Cowabunga that other people don't get to see yet. So that's pretty sweet. Uh, that's out there right now. Um, we've got uh, our, our exclusive Slack access, which is a, a fantastic conversation that's been going on with all our patrons. Uh, lots of swag, lots of contests, um, and even exclusive access to Drew's comic project, which is probably not a real draw, but eventually <laughs> it could be. Um, and also, one of the cool things is in November and December, we're giving away... Um, some CGC 9.8 slabs and uh, so we'll do one in November and one in December to existing patrons so all you have to do is be a patron at any level before then um, and you can get in that drawing uh, to and I've posted them on our Twitter and our Facebook uh, and in our Patreon so you can see the and an Instagram I saw them on Instagram oh and on Instagram so I did do that um, so you, you can choose between uh, Geiger 1, Batgirl 50, Secret Wars 5, The Joker number 1, Red Sonja, um, Catwoman, Amazing Spider-Man 21, uh, Marauders 3, Demon Days, X-Men 1, or HaHa ha 1. Um, there might be another one in there too. Um, but yeah, go check those posts out. They're really sweet looking covers. Um, those compliments of Adam Pastry. Um, Eric, since he's here, uh, has also graciously donated um, some wonderful gifts for our existing patrons um, that'll be going out uh, later, and well as he was, he's doing a new um, patron giveaway uh, to uh, three of our newest patrons, I believe, will be winning that gift, and I believe those slots have already been filled. So um, you don't get that one. But you do get entered in um, the other giveaway. So there's lots and lots of free, cool, awesome comics coming your way just for being a patron to the show and getting all the other cool stuff. So I don't know what you're waiting for. Get in, get in on the ground floor of uh, the greatest, greatest Patreon in the history of, of Patreons. <laughs> I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That was a nice marketing spin. I like that, yeah. Erica, what, what's been going on, man? You haven't been on for a couple of months. It's nice to nice to have you back. Anything exciting and new you want to talk about? Oh, man. Um, you know, it's it's been busy. Uh, we were kind of talking a little bit here before we, we started the recording. Um, we've been just all out at the store. Uh, it, it has been continued to be incredibly uh, busy, great sales, uh, just an incredible year. You know, coming out of, of COVID, uh, I guess the lockdowns and, 
just not really knowing what's going to happen. And now, of course, with the industry feeling a different wave, so originally distribution stopped, then we've had publisher changes going to different distribution itself. Now we've got paper shortages, we've got shipping snafus, and yeah. it has just been, you know, one heck of a carnival. Um, I'm, I think my wristband is about worn out, but there's a, <laughs> always seems to be one more roller coaster on the horizon, so we keep trudging forward. Um, but you know what? We're we're alive. Yeah, cow- we're thriving. The cow- <laughs> the the cowabunga train keeps on a truck trucking, and and you got like multiple prongs here. You're the store's booming. Yep. Um, you, you've got deep discount. The mail orders that that Kyle and I are a part of that we love getting our comics that way. Um, that's booming, and you're doing shows. You're doing. You got all kinds of stuff going on. Um, so it, it's awesome. You're diversifying, and uh, ev- everything you touch turned to gold. That's awesome. <laughs> well, we are not <laughs> without flaw. Um, there are definitely there are definitely things, and, and most of it, I'll have to be honest. And this is not me trying to pass the buck, but you know, there's a lot of things that, like I was saying, are kind of a little bit outside our control. You know, with with shipping delays, um, that's that's kind of put a pinch on some of the mail order stuff and in store um, damages with the first couple weeks of Penguin Random House shipments. Uh, we're tough. I think we're through most of the woods on that with replacements. Um, so, you know, it hasn't been without its its chinks in the armor, but everyone's dealing with it. So it's one of those things where, you know, the customers have, you know, if they have questions, they always reach out and we're always happy to, you know, let them know exactly what's going on. Um, they've been really gracious and understanding about everything, which is, you know, that's um, commendable and appreciated. But yeah, as far as you know, the, the multi-prong attack. I mean, it really has this year. Going into at the end of last year, going into this year, we kind of thought that what we were going to be doing was a little bit different. Um, we had kind of planned for one path, but with all the big shows being shut down for a long time, uh, and some of the other stuff we were looking at, it made sense to not take that path. So we we flipped the switch and went the other way. Um, we've doubled down on you know our presence at conventions. So every convention in the area that's happened, we've been at, um, just got done with wizard world Chicago two weeks ago, which was huge for us. We had, um, three booths, like a, th- a three booth, uh, set up, um, which was great. Got a lot of great, um, had great sales, met a lot of good people, uh, got a lot of industry contacts with other large vendors. Um, now with ACE purchasing, the wizard brand it'll become one of the ace shows so next year we are signed up for fan expo chicago already same spot three booths again um so i mean like it's been big there and then as a lot of people know we've been doing exclusives and they're still rolling in um it's it's been and this is something that we talked about before we recorded i guess was a little bit of our mindset on it we're not you know we're not doing like a like a scorpion comics or a Oh, comics elite kind of approach or torpedo where it's just like every new number one has to have exclusives and this and that. We're, we're pretty targeted in what we're doing. Um, a lot of people notice that we, we really are predominantly working with two publishers, Valiant and Image. Um, we do have a couple of Marvel books out with the, the War of the Bounty Hunters Alpha, our Boba Fett cover, and then the Black Widow 11 Adam Hughes Virgin cover. Those are with Marvel. But really... Uh, the program that we've put together with exclusives has been incredibly well received. It's done well for us, um, continues to do well. 
we're continuing it. We've got more covers coming throughout the end of the year and into next year. Uh, the one that was announced early to patron members um, is now fully live, and that is our Stray Dogs Dog Days number one exclusive. Uh, we have two covers, um, one color trade and then the other a, a white and blue sketch. And the distinction with our cover is it is the only non-horror movie homage cover. So ours is Lady and the Tramp. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. And the way that it came about was actually kind of by accident. Um, I thought of the idea right away for it. Uh, the artist put a sketch together. We sent it to Tony Fleeks, and he said he loved it. So we forwarded it to Image, and they came back and said, I don't think we can approve this because they want everything to be horror. Showed the message from Tony, and it was kind of one of those, like, oh, Tony didn't realize that he was approving it. Image didn't realize that Tony approved it. So everybody kind of got cool about it and said, you know what? This is really cool. Um, they used, we had the cover done before they had used the Lady and the Tramp in their description for the, the issue. Um, so it was just kind mm -hmm. of like serendipity. Everything kind of fell into place. And they were like, you know what? Oh, that's great. Let's do it. So um, so we have the, the Disney Lady and the Tramp homage, which is awesome. It's available at ShopCow, uh, com. And uh, so that one's cool. We will be teasing two more exclusive covers. Um, and what I think I might do this time is instead of just teasing the cover, patrons will have early access to purchase the covers. Oh, that's cool. Ah. So those will be coming out probably early next week for one, and then a couple weeks after for the one after that. And you're going to want, people are going to want to pay attention to these as well. Yeah, I remember um, back in the day when I made my, my trek up to Wisconsin to your old shop before mm -hmm. you moved and was able to get the, the Phil Hester, Jimmy's Bastards exclusive. I think that was your first exclusive, right? That was, yes. And now a couple of years later, you've got over 20? Uh, pretty Yeah, pretty close. That's amazing. That is just amazing. I need to make another trip up. You definitely do. True. You definitely do. There's no reason why you shouldn't. Um, no reason why anybody shouldn't. To be to be honest. <laughs> but no, it's everyone uh, should be. Yeah, I think you know if you're in the area, it's well worth your time stopping in. Uh, we have a hundred thousand back issues out on uh, any given at any given point. We've got recent books, bronze. Um, you know, silver, a couple of golden age books on the wall, obviously, and um, we have a wall, we have sets, we have the exclusives, we've got artist editions, we've got toys, about 5,000 square feet worth of fun. Yeah. Now, what's, uh, is the sky falling as far as this um, supply chain and paper shortage thing is happening, or is it um, overblown from um, what you're hearing from the retailer chats? I don't want to say that it is overblown blown because it is definitely a thing um i think what the publishers are doing a really good job right now of trying to stay in front of all of it uh and then on top of that the printers are doing a pretty dang good job as well of trying to stay ahead as much as possible and the way that they're doing it is um 
they're pushing FOCs out a little bit more. They're being more proactive and potentially using different um, different printers than they would have normally. Uh, and they're working with the printers to secure paper stock farther in advance. So for a, a lot of a lot of what would happen is it was kind of like point in time, like well here's the here's the the order that we want. Here's the amount of um, the amount of, of uh, copies we want, and then it would just it would be printed. Well, now what they're doing is they're looking at it and saying, okay, uh, we know that we're going to need you know approximately eighty thousand for this issue. We're going to have two exclusives, so you need to secure one hundred twenty thousand, you know, for a print run. And they're having the printers go out and get the paper secured early. So. So they're doing oh, more of that. Yeah. So I think it's it's a little bit. Um, I don't want to say it's overblown, but I think the publishers are doing a pretty good job of um, trying to get in front of it as well as they can. And the 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 publishers like Image and and Marvel, who are pushing um, you know the print dates for items on FOC out. Uh, yeah, it kind of sucks that there's a bigger gap in between FOC, but I'd rather them do that and get a secure print run than just grab a print run and trying to go for it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, Kyle and I were kind of weighing in last week on the the new image, uh, no no more second prints going forward. Um, I'm curious what the what your retailer take is on this new policy and and how much of your business would have is affected by the fact that you will have second prints to sell third prints to sell fourth prints etc um i don't think it's going to be as big of an impact as yeah i don't think it's going to be as big of an impact to be quite honest um subsequent printings by and large aren't it's very few and far between that subsequent printings are really you know a, a big money maker or or a big in demand hot item um like the occasional ice cream man or something that hits a with the dr seuss cover that hits but not not too many of them do that right exactly exactly um so i mean like if we're ordering in you know 100 copies of a first print we may order four of the second print like that's an order of magnitude for us, and that's yeah. and that's like if we sold through the first and we thought we still needed some, if we didn't sell through the first, we're probably not going to order any of a subsequent print, um, unless somebody asks us to. Obviously, then we would. But yeah. Um, so even if other publishers follow suit, it's it's such a small portion of your business; it doesn't really affect you much. So if Marvel yeah. does it, any any. Other I think time. Marvel would be a bigger impact just because. Um, it's Marvel. Volume. Yeah, the volume yeah. that they do. So, and with Marvel, um, you still have some completionists that want every cover. You know, every cover of Spider-Man or uh, every cover of Venom. So that we see more prevalent there, uh, and, and so we would have to. We, it would be money lost for us, but with the other publishers, not quite as bad. Yeah, okay. Kyle and I were kind of more sky is falling, I think. <laughs> so thanks I, you know, for talking us really, off the ledge. The real interesting <laughs> thing would be, you know, if we could get a creator's take on it, because, you know, Image, it's creator-owned. And, like, for the exclusives, mm -hmm. we set our print run 
um, you know, we get it scheduled and approved and pay for it. And it just kind of seems interesting that, you know, if a book is selling well, why wouldn't you, you know, why be absolute? Why wouldn't you say, you know, yeah. yeah, you know, mm -hmm. it's selling really well. Let's, uh, instead and of it I being out in three weeks, it's going to take six weeks. Yeah. And if I, if I want to pay my $2,500 listing fee with, with you image, you'll print whatever the hell I want. Cause that's the deal, right? Yeah, that's kind of the the thinking that I have on it too. Is, is yeah, you think true. they wouldn't want to turn away that kind of money, but who knows? You know, with and maybe it's a clause in the contracts where it's like, hey, this is, you know, like in, in insurance, what's well, an act of God? You know, like there's some there's extenuating circumstances. So I don't know. Yeah, be interesting. All I know is Drew was wrong because he wanted to cancel all variant covers in order to <laughs> solve the problem. I, I got I you 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 course corrected me quickly on that one, Kyle. <laughs> but you know what though? What I was right about is if you really are concerned about the paper shortage, you would get rid of one in one thousands and one in five hundreds and things like that. That I was right about. Yeah, because they just create a myriad of just large quantities of never seen books yeah yeah that you know eric has to store in the back room for a year before he sells them <laughs> boy <laughs> if i could get rid of them at the end of a year that'd be awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you have you have gone in on a couple one in one thousands and there's probably still a couple of those He's... copies floating around Oh yeah, I'm sure we still got some of those Spider-Man books back there. Oh yeah, we've got ASM 25 Spider-Man 800. We've got uh, <laughs> some Moon Knight ones. Not many of those left. Or was it not Moon Knight one? Moon Knight. What was the big finale? It was 250 or 200, yeah. right? Yes, yeah, so we've got some of those left. Um, there was a an Art Germ Thor. We have those. And yeah, one or two others, man. They start to blur together. Uh, that was some of that was before we even moved over to the new shop, which is going on yeah. closing in on four years in the spring. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So it's been five years since I've been up there. Then, yep, <laughs> that's amazing. I need to travel more. Darn pandemic! Hey, if you <laughs> knew a guy who had a camper, you could have a hotel with you everywhere <laughs> yeah. you go. Well, he's not, he's got to not be in it though. Well, you I know. hear he's good at starting the fire for you. <laughs> Absolutely. You need the logistics? I've got that portion. <laughs> he's, he's good with foil packs and uh, roasting roast s'mores, for sure. So, so he's right. your driver and your, uh, basically Cook. your uh, your Jeeves. Yeah. 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 Yes. Perfect. <laughs> I like it. We'll definitely do that. Hey, guys, you want to dig into um, the new previews is out? You want to dig into Image and see what they've got? Sure. Of course I want to dig into Image. Do you know what this finally is? January 2022, guys. Oh, my goodness. Saga's back. So we have to just jump straight to Image. There's no need to talk about anything else. Well, well I don't, okay, I don't think Saga's the first one, is it? No. No, it's not even close. It's not the first one there. Okay. But in my mind, number one in your heart. I just, you know. Well, I mean, we, we should talk about Aerosmith behind enemy lines. Six correct, series. correct. I'm, I'm going to go in order, but I'm bearing the lead here. <laughs> Kurt Busiek. Um, I haven't seen much from him for a little while, so it's awesome that he's back. He's got a nice... Well, they talk about a new Kurt Busiek era at Image, so apparently there's probably multiple things he's getting ready to toss and out. And I'll probably buy them all. 
Yep. Including so, waiting for the next Peter Peter Pounzer foul. I think the. Oh, I think that was him. That was. Uh, I that they're offering again, so I think that's the artist. Yep. Ah, whatever. Um, the the biggest thing for me is I'm hoping because for whatever reason Vertigo was just a bunch of poop heads. Um, hopefully this means that we will will get Astro City in complete form reprinted, and if they do the deluxe hardcover treatment of it, that would be just fine by me. Yeah, and I might actually pull the trigger on that, you know, for the nice oversized uh, representation of Astro City. That'd be pretty sweet, or or the or an omnibus compendium type style. Even that'd be cool and kind of cool. There's a lot of that out there. There's got to be more than a compendium's worth. Oh yeah, and so Drew, I got you. I was able to. I got you the half issue, and then you picked up the finale of Astro City. That kind of built yep. off of that, right? And you liked it. Yep. Oh, I loved it. I loved yeah. it so much. It was uh, like my issue of the year when I was on um, John Mayo's pet podcast, and we did our yearly wrap up, and that was that was one of my issues of the year. It was so good. Yeah, Kurt's an amazing writer. And art looks fine. I'm yeah, good with Carlos it. Pacheco. Thirty-two pages. Uh, it says self cover. The heck is a self cover? I don't know. It's, no, it's interesting, though. I wasn't sure. But yeah, I, oh yeah, I, I can't wait for this. Um, I mean, I don't even know what it's about. What is it? World War One? Yeah, World War One era. Uh, it's World War One, but a war of wizards and dragons as much as bullets and barbed wire. Right. Yeah, that's good enough for me. That's, I'll, I'll I'll do that. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> that's only three nine nine. Yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. Check that out. What, what is that? Thirty thirty four in the in the. No, 43. What page is this? 34. 34. Print previews. Yeah. Yep. So what is it now? Are we going to hold the line at 399? I think the last person <laughs> holding the line is <laughs> uh, is Spawn at 299. Spawn. Isn't yeah, Savage Dragon 299 too? Well, it depends if it actually comes out or not. <laughs> well, once every <laughs> six months, isn't it 299? I think it might be. That's true. <laughs> uh, Joe Hill's Reign. Uh, number one of five. So Joe Hill and David Boer. He really likes to put his name on things, doesn't he? It was he had the Hill House book line over at um. Uh, yeah, Black DC. Label. Yeah, yeah. Now he's he's can't just can't just be called Rain. It's going to be called Joe Hill's Rain. So how do you pronounce this new publishing imprint? S Y Z G S. S Y Z Y G Y Publishing. Where are we looking? Where's that? Where do you see that? It's the uh, Joe Hill's Rain. The first and Chris that first Ryle blurb there and Ashley Wood's new. Side. Yeah, Z- sure. Syzygy, Syzygy Publishing imprint. Okay. So it's oh okay whatever that's cool. This is Love and Rockets <laughs> meets Lock and Key. I think I I think yeah. I'd like that. There we go. Art's good on art's it. Great. Looks interesting enough. Yeah, art's fantastic. Oh, there's a little something called Saga, Kyle. What do you think about that? Hey, our hiatus is over. Our our uh, our quick six month break that turned into two and a half years, I believe, yeah. um, is over. Um, this is, of course, the midway point. So we hit this, knowing we got another fifty four issues to finish this bad boy up. Um, Holding the line so at two ninety nine, Eric. Holding the line at two ninety nine. Forty eight pages. 
48 pages, 299. That is what I signed up for years ago, and it continues on. So until 20, now is until the time 26 you... pages are just like snippets from the previous 54 issues. <laughs> the catch yeah, you yeah, up. We have yeah. A, yeah, the catchback issue. I think they're going to get uh, 50 cents more expensive each issue until the very end. So <laughs> drain us as they go. Oh, I don't care. But now's the time you put in your order to buy your three copies of it now, and then you start reading number one, and then you catch back up through the 54 issues just in time for this one to hit January 26th. When, and will Cowabunga do a midnight release party for this? Uh, depends if any of us can stay up that late. <laughs> uh, if there's interest, we might consider it, but probably not. Just sell it early. I know. It. I, I I knew it. I knew yeah, it. We're, we just give in too too easy. Just remember, Tuesday's a release day too. Now. That's true. It is. Uh, yes. Now uh, this is Hazel on the cover, yeah. and then the character on the left. That's Elena. Elena, and who's the guy with the with the axe? Ooh, again, this is why I'm going to be reading them all over again. Yeah, I don't that, know who that is. It's not Marco, is it? No. No, it's like, it's not, no that's not Marco. Yeah. It's no, been but a this while. Isn't Elena. I, this isn't Elena either. That's This is the transsexual character, right? That's right. Oh. On the left. It's been two years. It's time to <laughs> time to revisit. Yeah. But just know that in the in the in the blurb here, just more pulse pounding adventure, heart wrenching character drama, and glorious graphic sex and violence. So they're sticking with what got them there. So, <laughs> so. gloriously graphic sex and violence. Yes, that's fantastic. Yeah. Give me it sold six point eight million copies to date across all formats. That seems that go, seems significant to me. Many, you know, many copies of each throughout the first four, and uh, multiple times buying trade number one and handing it to people. So, yeah, I've rolled quite a few of those myself. Yeah. And you know, it, it's it's one of my favorites. Um, everything's offered again, so everything's we're going to give you all the tr- all the trades, all the hard covers, the trade slipcase, the compendium, uh, the image first. They're all back in print. Uh, just beautiful. Enjoy. Should put my full run up for sale on eBay as this comes out. Is it is it back to hot again? Yeah, I don't. I'm I'm curious about that. Um, put a big number on it. Yeah. Okay. What about Bolero? Uh, Wyatt Kennedy, Luana Vecchio. It's a five issue miniseries. About a woman running away from a broken heart, discovering a mother key into parallel universe. Discovers a mother key into a parallel universe. The rules are the key can work any door. The mother will only let you visit 53 universes. Do not ask to speak to the mother and never hop more than 53 times. It's the sex criminals meets eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Interesting. Yeah. I think it's. I, I don't. I think I'm a pass. <laughs> Fifty six pages for four bucks. Oh so wait, they're, they're giving you. Wait. They're giving you all they can with that first one. Okay. Okay. I'm back. I'm back. I'll give. I'll, I'll give them that first one for sure. That's that's a heck of a go. deal. <laughs> they're giving us all. I like how they're giving us usually about three pages of preview art on some of these number ones. Here. Yeah. They're giving us, you know. I'll, I'm sure a lot of internals. I'm sure the previews folks are are discounting their ad rates. 
They've got, yeah. They don't really have, have a lot. They've got to fill that, that DC and Marvel hole. Right. We, we need more pages now. Yes, please, please. Put whatever you want in there. Put house out. We don't care. We have Junie Ba with Monkey Meat number one. Every single one of these new number ones from Image is a limited series of five or six. Except Sean. Nothing. Well, that's not a new number one. That's a continuation of them. True, but you're everything right. they've you're right. everything they've started, there's no ongoings. <laughs> what's just short? What's Drew's now. rule? So don't put a friggin' number on it, and then if it ends at six, it ends at six. Everything's everything's a miniseries until it isn't. Yeah. Everything's an ongoing until it isn't. Mm-hmm. There's no rules unless you're Batman or Spider Man. There's no there's no consistency. You can't you can't count on anything. I like the old advertisements in the uh, pages of the monkey meat thing. Yeah, you know, I, I just missed it, but um, I kind of think it's intriguing now. Yeah, a little Fallout meets Ren and Stimpy kind of style. I don't know Junie Baugh, and I don't know her other work, Delilah. So, or Delilah. But it's Ice Cream Man meets Chew, so, yeah. <laughs> Two books that are quite different from one another. Yeah. Both quirky in different ways. Eric, um, Department of Truth selling like hotcakes for you? It has been steady Eddie. We definitely have done quite well with it. Um, we have the exclusives for 10, 11, 12, and 13. Uh, those have been very one of our you know big successes uh, from the last year as far as exclusives go. So, yeah, I think people are intrigued. I think the interesting thing with this next arc is that it's going to deviate a little bit from kind of the story um, the story contents and story stylings of the first arc and get a little bit more maybe uh, drawing a little bit more from the fictional side of things as opposed to the more you know historical fiction uh, going more into fantasy so it'll be interesting to see how it works but uh, I expect that a lot of our readers will stick with it at least through the first couple issues of the next arc now, did they switch artists? They're talking about Allison Samson like it's a new artist, but I can't remember who was drawing it before. Uh, well, I think Martin Simmons was the artist. That's what I thought. So somebody else. I couldn't remember the name, though. Yeah, yeah this was one that stacked up on me. Um, I got behind, and I need to revisit. I've heard good things um, from a lot of people on this and Something is Killing the Children, another book that I've faded on. So, mm. David uh, Romero both. was doing the art originally, it looks like. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And John Pearson. It was kind of a mix and match, but I think on this issue, Allison Sampson's got interiors. And I'm, ironically enough, this is the one I'm the most interested in what the interiors look like as we change things over on it, and it's the one they don't give us interiors for. Yeah. I'm not reading Homesick Pilots or Monstrous. Monstrous hasn't been around for a while, has it? It comes out infrequently. That is for sure. This is the beginning of a new arc, so hopefully we'll get a few subsequent ones here. Another new arc starts with Noctera. That <clears throat> that was a solid first story arc. Uh, the first yeah. six was really good. A lot of good uh, covers. For what? A lot of good covers for Noctera oh, here. Noctera. Oh, man. Cover B, C, D, E, F, G, and H. Going deep on those. Sweet paprika didn't hook me like uh, some of Merca's other stuff. I don't know if it's not like unnatural. I like unnatural a lot better. Yeah. 
And then we get the Aerosmith Volume 1 hardcover. So this is, I think, uh, supposed to coincide with the new Aerosmith um, series that we got here. Well, it's going to be. Oh, a I didn't bit realize late. this thing existed. Yeah, yeah. This is the first volume, which is set to release February twenty third, and the first issue of the new the new arc, the new series, is January nineteenth. So you can pick up issue one on the nineteenth and just sit on it like a penguin on an egg while you wait for the hardcover. <laughs> read that and then go back to it. Oh, but this well, will I'm definitely be now. on my shelf. And why? Why? What's the Peter Panzerfaust connect? connection to this um that was uh which one of those artists was it um uh carlos pacheco wasn't it no i don't think so no it wasn't pacheco i i don't think that either one any of these guys have were involved with Peter or is it King. just the theme of it that might be just thematically okay uh yeah it was curtis weeby and tyler jenkins yeah yeah, yeah. weeby that's right yep. Oh, uh, we got a new Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips trade for Cruel Summer. Yep, this it's was a, a hardcover about a year and a half ago. So now we're getting the the trade. Oh, maybe I've already read it then. Yeah, yeah, I read Cruel Summer. So this collects Criminal number one and five through twelve. Mm-hmm. So the only Ed Brubaker I've missed is Fatal. Oh, and I should probably go back and hit that because I've loved everything, everything else. You've read, Did you read the new? Yes. Did you read the new um, Reckless that came out? Have not read it yet. I have it on my shelf, looking at it right now. How about the one before that? Yes. Is it, yeah, the, they're yeah. great. They are. They're fantastic. Yeah. Um, in fact, my image shelf is. Uh, well, it's Brubaker, Brubaker, Vaughn, Brubaker, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I, well, then more Vaughn, and then yeah. sprinkle a little Lazarus action in here, and then more Brubaker. <laughs> I'm really surprised that we're, cause I think we got, did we get two or three Reckless in one year? Uh, no, I know we've we got gotten two. two this year. Yeah. Depending on when that first one came out, it might have been right at the beginning of the year. Yeah. That that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, he's keeping a better schedule with like OGN hardcovers than we're getting with a quarterly Lazarus book that comes out twice a year. Yeah, mm. exactly. Although I complain Wait, about it, but but it pulls me right back good. in every yeah, single I know. time. I'm in the same it's still boat. so good, and I think that's <laughs> what hurts so the most. It's like it's so good. Just keep going, crank it out, please. Um, my my probably book of book of the year would be Carmen right now. Um, the Gillam March book is is now available as a hardcover. I love this thing. This was fantastic. Great five issues. Well worth it. I haven't finished Maiden Korea. I'm curious if they stuck the landing on it. I've enjoyed the first few, but we'll see how it goes. You've been wavering on it. You enjoyed the first one, and then it seems like you were tapering as each one. The first uh, Ma Maiden Korea? Yeah. Is that what you're talking? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, 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 yeah. 
it, it started stronger than it has the last couple of issues, but still good. This is not the first time we're offering the Beauty Volume 6 trade paperback, is it? Uh, I think this is the first time for Beauty Volume 6. Is it? Hmm. Okay. And it's only three issues? Four. 27, 28, 29, 30. Four. And that's the end? Is that the end of it? That was it, the wrap-up? Yeah, it ended a while ago. And then they had that one shot um, like last month. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was good. But it was really tough to ramp back up and remember what everything, every, what the status quo was for everyone. Because it had been a long time. Hey Kids Comics, uh, Volume 2, not as good as Volume 1 for me. I, um, I didn't recognize as many of the creators that they were, that Chaykin was talking about. They, they weren't as obvious to me, maybe just because I'm not as plugged in with some of those. And it got really kind of crowded. Tons of tons of, of characters to follow in different uh, different publishers. And um, I, it's still good. And it's still, I, I think it's worth reading. But I think the first volume was way better. Can't recommend uh, that Texas Blood enough. Um, yep. Uh, I don't know if um, Jacob has his dad helping him a little bit on this. But... Uh, <laughs> The he, it's visually pretty much uh, a Sean Phillips book too. You know, it looks a lot like him. <laughs> um, and Chris Condon's writing is uh, very strong. What's this generation image thing? I think this is just kind of page filler. Um, you know, these are some of the new folks that are breaking in. Some of the new people, plus Sean Lewis. <laughs> Patrick Kindlin been around. Mm-hmm. Emma Kubert, well, she's related. She's nepo she nepotism her way into the industry. <laughs> Unless she's not related to Andy or Adam or Joe in any way. Then I, then I retract that, but I'm betting she is. <laughs> Shots fired. Yeah. She's the daughter of Andy. <laughs> Just in case you're curious. Is she? Is yeah. She? Yeah. yeah. That, that helps. Well, I mean, Jacob Phillips, right? But you know what? Sometimes you just got it. Yeah, whatever gets your door open, right? Her, yeah, I mean, well, her art style is not her dad's. It's not her grandpa's. Um, it's definitely modern. But it's not bad. Uh, Eric must be working on an on an exclusive cover with her. <laughs> He's uh, being awfully apologetic. Nothing, uh, nothing imminent. <laughs> never say never. I can't. I can Do never not... close a door. Yeah, we cannot disparage anybody who might one day work with the folks at Calabunga. So. Well, so... Be, not, be, I, be nice, Kyle. The feelings of Kyle and Drew do not directly represent any of them. I think we've made that disclaimer a few times on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. we definitely have to. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, so, I mean, for 
people, here's a good business tip for you. Don't burn <laughs> bridges needlessly. <laughs> you know, you never know when you might need it. So you may have well, a personal opinion, and that's great. Everyone's entitled to it. Right. Your Keep business you. doesn't always need to stand behind <laughs> your personal opinion. Now, there are times where it's appropriate to do that. But. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, in, Jason might be interviewing her in a future episode. <laughs> A future interview episode, so I really should keep my mouth shut. <laughs> or just look at her art and talk about it. <laughs> Don't worry about nepotism. It's okay. That's right. Look at Deadly Class. Oh, love it. it uh, 51, so there's only like two or three left. Oh, man. Go miss that. If only they made a long-running show out of this. Oh, can you believe that? I, I'm still upset. So stupid. I'm still so upset that that did not get picked up by anyone. It, I mean, it makes no sense to me. I mean, they picked up... What What have they picked up recently and continued that I don't understand? Like, Lucifer is still going on one of the streamers after it got canceled. And it had already had, like, five or six seasons. Give Deadly Class some more room to grow, please. Did we hear why? We heard why got axed, right? Yep. Yeah, why got axed, but apparently it wasn't because of numbers or ratings. It was because contracts with the actors, because everything got pushed with COVID so much. Um, they just they, they couldn't make money work and time work and filming work, necessarily. You're kidding me. I read an article. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Because it like got recast and redid quite a few things at the eleventh hour on it before they did it, and those people are not signing on to do more. Well, I started reading, rereading it again, um, and you're right, Kyle. Um, where are the Amazons? I don't. Right. I don't, I don't want to talk. Yes, I know. I mean, one of the best parts of the books got thrown away in a stupid throwaway line from a dumb character. Like half the things. I've stopped watching. I'm just done. I, I mean, how do you how do you misstep that much? You know, how do you read the source material and say, no, we don't need that. I've never been able to understand how adaptations struggle. You have a freaking storyboard. Yeah. You have a storyboard. It's not. We're not yeah. asking you to rewrite anything. There's a reason why people love it. Just do what's yeah. there. Yeah. Bring it to life is all we want. Yeah. I just want it to be passive in front of me so I can watch it at all times and do things and see it fleshed out. I don't want your new interpretation of it with extra political garbage in it. I don't want that. It, 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 that made no sense, sense to me and and just bogged yeah. the whole thing down. Yeah, I mean, Sweet Tooth. Anyways. Sweet Tooth, I guess, diverged a little bit from the source material, but I felt it it captured the essence of the book. Mm-hmm. What I read of the book. <laughs> yeah, I guess for me, my my thoughts are always: if you want to tell a different story, then don't do this book. Don't do a different don't story. Don't option it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't. I, well, we we like the name, so we're going to option the name and write our own story. <laughs> There's uh, Echo Land six. Uh, Kyle, my oh, my letter is in uh, Echo Land three. All right. Um, so yeah. yeah, might have to order a copy from you, Eric, so I can get my my letter. Uh, we might be able to help you. <laughs> so out of curiosity, Drew, 
What's yeah. your percentage hit rate on letters written and published? Um, for image books, it's pretty good. It's like 50-60% probably. Okay. Um, for indies, back half books that say they're going to have a letters column, let you know, and they have a letters column, it's pretty good. There's not a lot of competition. Um, Marvel, I've never never been able to get in anything. Um, DC, I don't think does any. Do they? Or I'm not noticed. Typically, no. None that I've... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's... Yeah, that's been... It's yeah. So I do I do small publishers in the back half, and I do image books, um, and then occasionally if like something else will jump out at me because I you know when you get to the back matter sometimes they actually they'll put something in there and say, hey we'd love to have a letters column, and then they never then sometimes they never actually publish a letters column. They just say they want one. And they must not get enough, or they don't like what they get. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> um, but there for a while I was in. I mean, I, I think I'm. I think I'm up to like fifteen to twenty uh, letters columns I've been in now, and a lot of them are Skybound. The editors at Skybound print, print a lot of my stuff, which is cool. So I was able to get into uh, Walking Dead. I was able to get in the uh, Michonne issue of Walking Dead. Uh, we um, deluxe, not not the original. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was cool. Um, yeah, I think. Saga is tough because you have to do you have to physically snail mail it to them, mm-hmm. and the timing. But by, by the time I read, and they have two years of letters backed up. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even even when it was coming out, you know, mm-hmm. and like like for Paper Girls or any of any of his stuff, it was you had to do snail mail, and I I I could never do the timing right for by the time I read it and thought about it and found a stamp. You know, <laughs> so I yeah I, I never got in any of any of his stuff, um, but yeah it's kind of cool, it's fun. Yeah. If I have something good to say. Now I mean we're talking image, but I'll tell you what let's hold that question till we get to the end of our image stuff, and then I have a question for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> good Asian is the Spawn universe as big? As, oh, go ahead. Uh, You're talking good Asian. Ah, uh, yeah. Good Asian's been really good. Um, so it's really good book. Asian. It's a it's it's yeah. really really good Asian, and uh, I've enjoyed it a lot. And it's almost I didn't realize it was only ten issues, so it's coming too close. Well, it wasn't. Does the book just have to say crime? I think it does. Like it? I think it does. You know, and oh, I've heard good things about uh, the Newburn, that Chip Zdarsky crime book. I'm looking forward to that one. I'm really getting excited. <laughs> There's your gunslinger spawn, Kyle. Go. Yeah, is the Spawn verse as big as that? It seems like it is. Yes, the new Spawn universe. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Many a book be sold. <laughs> God bless Excellent. their two ninety nine cover price. Mm-hmm. Really doesn't doesn't that cut into your profits though? Um, you you make more on a four dollar book than a three dollar book. I I do, but I sell a lot more two ninety nine books than I do. Yeah, the really? book, so oh yeah people are willing to pay three bucks because it's like the cheapest thing on the shelf yeah okay mm-hmm. I didn't realize it made a difference that's 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 good to know yeah it does 
I just love the idea of going 300 deep on an on a thing and then just opening up a whole new world of it and being like, ah, oh, it's a universe now, too. I don't think it's awesome. It is awesome. I'm excited to see Lady Mechanica at Image. Yeah, where was that a self-published book? It was, yeah. Joe was was self-publishing it, so it's kind of exciting to see it here. And they've started re uh, reprinting, republishing. Um, I think they did a hardcover for the first volume. Uh, I just the the stories are good. Like I, reading Lady Mechanica books, um, you know, if you're not a steampunk fan, then it's probably not for you. But the cool things about the Lady Mechanica books to me are the art is is gorgeous. It's very detailed. Um, there's a lot of time and effort put into it. But the story itself, like, there's a lot of words on the page in the right way. It's not fluff. Mm. It's not waste. Um, there's a lot of meat on the bones. And so, like, when you read a Lady Mechanica issue, you get your money's worth out of it. Like, it's entertaining you, and, and it's there's a lot of content there. And I appreciate that because so many books nowadays, it's 22 pages. You know, there's three, four word balloons per page. And you buzz through the book in four and a half minutes, and that's not the case with Lady Mechanica. Like if you stop and, and take a little look at the art and the backgrounds of what's going on, and then by the time you read all of the the word balloons, you're talking you know ten fifteen minutes to to really soak in an issue. Sometimes more. That's cool. So I I cannot recommend it enough. Now again, if you're just you really don't like steampunk, then it's probably not for you. But if you've never read steampunk. Um, or you're open to it, and you haven't tried Lady Mechanica, I would I would recommend, you know, going and see if you can get the first volume just to kind of learn about the character and and kind of get a feel for the the area of, of or the um, kind of the world that she's in. Yeah, I, I'd be willing to do that. I like stuff like that. This what's the furthest place from here? I'm so excited for this. I cannot wait to dig my mitts into this. Kyle, you remember how wild I was about four kids walking to a bank, right? Absolutely. You liked it too, didn't you? I very much did. Yeah. And having those guys back together, whatever they're doing. And they're they're double sizing the third issue. Who does that? Forty eight pages? That's awesome. <laughs> they got a chip Zadarsky one in fifty. And I love the the vinyl thing they're doing. That's just great. I'm excited. What page are you on? I'm on the end. Wow, you skipped like 900 things. I did. I did. But yeah, feel free. Touch on whatever. <laughs> Walking. I do like the. Uh, the Saturday Evening Post cover for that Nita Hawks Nightmare Blog 4. That's one of my favorite of the ones they've been doing for those. Oh, I missed that one. What page was that? 79. It's just a tiny picture, so it's easy to miss. Oh, Scumbag. Oh, yeah, okay. Scumbag 13 doing the Jaws homage cover. Yeah, that's not bad. That book's out there. I know I know the Stray Dogs... Horror, but I don't know the Stray Dogs horror. I can't, I'm horrible. And I carry. 
I think so. Was that not Carrie? Well, no, it might be Halloween. It might be Halloween. The font jumping out. I don't know. Yeah, the font's weird. So are you off Walking Dead Deluxe or down to one? Um, Off. I uh, say, but I come. I know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I mean, I came back in for twenty-seven uh, local comic shop day. You did, yeah, yeah. I might pop pop back for milestone issues. That's all I had. So the question that I was going to ask is: uh, Do you guys feel like the back half is has been bringing it? Bring a little bit more heat lately than they were because sales, of AWA and yeah, Aftershock sales in and, the store are really showing that you know AWA vaults, Aftershock, um, the new heavy metal stuff. Yes, the, yes, the new heavy metal stuff has been great. AWA and heavy metal have been kind of big surprises in a great way. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, I mean, I I prefer all of those that you mentioned over Dynamite, IDW, um, maybe not Boom, and you know, Image of course, Dark Horse, one. Dark Horse, uh, yeah, over Dark Horse. I mean, none of those publishers are doing anything for me, and so yeah, I t- I turn to the AWAs and um, AfterShock and. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go. I'll look at when I open a previews. I'll go through Image, and then I'll go directly to Aftershock, Mad Cave. Um, man, there's a lot of them back there that are really, yeah. really crushing it. Behemoth is starting to turn out some Behemoth. books, and people are starting to jump on them. Um, trying to think is Behemoth the one that has the weird layouts on their ads for their books? It's a great question. It's a great question. I'll never, I'll never find it. Well, that's why I have this here paper catalog. Yeah, <laughs> Behemoth. Yeah, it's it's like they put it was I think it was Behemoth. They put the 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 issue numbers on the bottom. It's just strange. Yeah, it looks relatively normal on this one. Okay, it wasn't it wasn't them then? I don't think it was them. But yeah, yeah, there's a lot of quality in the in the back half. Um, and I think they need to rethink who's a premier publisher and who's not. I mean, unless unless those licensed property books are just flying off the shelves, and I just it's just not I'm just not the audience for them. Um, I I just don't I don't see them as premier publishers anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, I I'm going to do a shameless plug for a couple things here if, if I can. Um, mm-hmm. So, just a couple of little snippets and tidbits on Valiant. Uh, they're obviously a, we're partnering with them for a lot of exclusives. Um, this week we had our Harbinger One Bob Layton cover, which is an homage to one of his old Iron Man covers that he did. Uh, it is a new a first appearance of a new character, and uh, actually our our cover our books um for this one we upgraded the paper stock on the cover so it's actually a thick cardstock cover um they turned out gorgeous mm. so we have those um but then a lot of people know that we did the shadow man um first arc that cullen bunn wrote with jenny prison covers this previews has the start of the second arc um and it is 
I, I highly recommend people pick up the first arc. Um, I do know that the standard trade sold through completely at Diamond, so they're looking at going back to print. We have an exclusive um, book one that we still have some stock of, but uh, I highly recommend people read the first Cullen Bun arc and get ready for this next one because this next one is going to be killer. He is doing some super cool things in this next arc with all of the characters from Dead Side, um, and that's all I can give away other than to say if you like horror, if you like um, voodoo, and anything huh. that has to do with hmm. that kind of genre and feel, uh, do yourself a favor. Pick this stuff up and read it. It you don't have to be a huge, you know, valiant, um, you know, lifelong fan to get into it. You don't have to really know the characters. You'll be introduced to them as you need to. Um, so yeah, just high recommendations there. Fantastic. And it's Colin Bunn. I think that should say enough. He's a he's a <laughs> prolific guy. He writes a lot of stuff. He does. Hey, Kyle, let's go over to um, Cover Price. All right, well, let's head over to Cover Price and see some of the secondary market movement on items. I will, of course, look at the top ten. Starting with number ten, the Philadelphia number 12 Todd McFarlane cover. Talked about this one last week as well. Todd Far McFarlane lending his cover talents to another book. Always moves things. Um, high sale of $45 raw on this one. So, not too shabby. A couple weeks out from release on that. Here with rank 9, we have Superman Son of Kal-El, number 2, the Inhyuk Lee cover. As we noted last week, this issue features the first appearance of Jay Nakamura, with whom John Camp will explore his bisexuality in issue number 5. So... A lot of those books continue to move on the secondary market kit. This one continuing to move 35 copies. Um, a high sale of 23 for raw copy. And it looks like uh, our good friends at Cover Price are telling us that fair, is FMV, I am assuming, is fair market value? or Sounds right to me. Because they're marking things with an FMV of 16. I assume that's kind of an aggregate average of the sell price for those 35 copies. So... At rank 8, we have Captain Marvel 27 from 1973. Okay, so this is a tough one to do without spoilers, so let's do this. This issue features the full, full appearance of Eros, brother of Thanos, who's later called Star Fox. So we've heard a few things about Star Fox, and this is the reason this one's coming up. Of course, not the Nintendo Star Fox, but other <laughs> things like that. So 28 copies moving on the secondary market and a high sale of $420 for a CGC 8.0. So we haven't seen the big dog selling at the moment, so we'll be curious when those first 9.8s and 9.6s move on those ones as well. At rank 7, we have She-Hulk number 6 from 2006. And yes, we have more Eros. This is simply modern Eros covered by Greg Land that suddenly became popular as collectors raced to buy their favorite key books and covers. Um, selling 12 copies on the secondary market and $46 for a raw. More Superman Son of Kal-El at rank 6. And back to Jonathan Kent 
all that stuff there continues to do that. 49 copies, a CGC 9.8 hitting 150 now on that one already. At rank 5, we have Gun Honey, number 1, the second print. Um, Gun Honey makes it back to the list. However, instead of Adam Hughes, we have this hard-to-find second print by Robert McGinnis, limited to an estimated 2,000 copies. Uh, 23 on the market. Uh, high sale of 75 and a you know fair market value or whatever the aggregate being 44. Yeah, this book. Ugh. The cover stack is I assumed is it was just, just going to be the Hughes stuff. It was just going to be Hughes and that was going to be the only thing, but it looks like they've continued to pull it out and make more money off second prints and yeah, this, have some great covers for three and four. This second print is just a version of the B cover of the first issue, and it is limited mm -hmm. to 2,000, but the cover stock on it was pure poof. <laughs> oh, yeah, so getting a, a good copy is going to be even harder. Though. Oh, it's just uh, the ones that we got were half diamond damaged, and then the other half had, like, weird cover finish on it. Yeah, it, they're not... If you find high-grade high copies, there's, there's not going to be a ton of those out there. Gotcha. At rank four, Warlock and the Infinity Watch number one from 1992. No longer a dollar buck. This 90s staple is having its best month ever. Due to being the cheapest and most accessible Warlock book, it made this week's list again. 45 copies moving and a high sale of $35 for Near Mint Raw and a lot of them going for around 22 Not bad for a dollar buck. At rank three, we got Superman, Son of Kal-El, this time number two, the first appearance of Jonathan Kett's new love interest. So we've got multiple books on that. This one moving 69 copies, high sale of 29 for Raw, and most of them going for around 20. So if you got one, they're selling. If you got two, they're selling. If you got three, they're selling. If you got <laughs> other covers of two, they're selling. You name it. <laughs> And at rank two, Avengers 232 from 1983. And now we officially get the first appearance of Eros as Star Fox. As Eros joins the Avengers, the Wasp gives him the moniker stating the inspiration, you're, as, you're a pretty foxy guy and you've been out among the stars. What a wonderful way to get a nickname. This issue took off in a big way this week, moving 65 copies on the secondary market. And an all-time high of $950 for a CGC 9.8. Dang. And at rank one, World War Hulk. Kyle, before you, before you do that one, um, yep. are you going to Google the spoiler to find out what it is? No. You, well, I'm not. You, don't like, you don't mind spoilers. I don't. So I don't know what I don't know whether I don't know what the spoiler is, Eric. I'm I'm assuming you do because you're plugged in. Yep. Okay. Is it a big deal? <laughs> um. I guess I I don't know. I for those that think that want it to be a big deal, it's a huge deal. For those that don't want it to be a big deal, it's minuscule. And for the rest of us, gotcha. it's interesting. It's it's fun and exciting. Okay. I always hate that when people say, like, is it a big deal? It's like, well, I don't know, it's relative. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Go ahead, Kyle, finish your up. And at rank one, World War Hulk number one from 2007. Uh, recently posted an article saying that 
GWW has learned that Hulk movie is on the way and is currently being called World War Hulk. A new solo Hulk film starting production in late 2022. Um, so that's caused this one to move quite a bit. 68 copies on the secondary market. Uh, Raw is going for around 47 for their aggregate value. And at one of them PGX 9.9s, <laughs> going for 180. <laughs> Now the, the the people at Geeks Worldwide, those are that's like the Washington Post of <laughs> the internet, right? I've never heard of them. So I am, why why do we care? I am, with, I don't know why. why why do they have clout to say this and it gets it to number one? Hey, you got to say a couple things and things will start to move. <laughs> now, if they would have said the guys from Comics and Fun and Profit, but that's that, a reputable that's, source. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Eric, you want to do the uh, bottom ten? I can do that. I can do that. All right, so at number 11, we have Phoenix Song Echo number one, the Vega variant. Um, Art aficionados should instantly recognize this as an homage to the iconic The Kiss, painting by Gustav Klimt. It's, uh, this is a homage in comics that's fairly untapped, but that's probably going to change after this variant's aftermarket success. Uh, it sold 25 copies, seven-day trend of 88%, high sale of $55 for raw, with a fair market value of 44 bones. That is a good idea. I mean, so if you do stuff like the Scream and uh, other iconic uh, paintings that are sitting in museums, that'd be a good series of homage covers. You know, do a Mona Lisa, do some others. That'd be that'd be good. I like that. Yeah, the first and only those of us that read our comics with our pinkies in the air would know what they're. <laughs> the uh, the first Venom. Uh, the first Venom that gets turned into uh, the Mona Lisa. That'll be interesting. That would be great. Oh, yeah. All right, number 12, Kitty Pride and Wolverine number one from 1984. This issue features the first appearance of Ogun, Wolverine's telepathic mentor. This one might be a bit delayed, however. There are some comic folks out there stating that one of the characters in the hit monkey trailer looks like Ogun. We'll have to wait and see, but still amazing how it sold 34 copies, a seven-day trend of 104%. With a high sale of one hundred sixty dollars for CGC nine eight. I bet you I've got five of these from quarter sales in a box. Yeah, but all raw. Yeah. They don't have raw prices on here. Not for that one. Next up, number thirteen, Gun Honey number one, Adam Hughes trade dress. There's a lot of pre-launch excitement around this title. This was specifically to the Adam Hughes cover that really captured the market's attention. While a virgin of virgin foil is the most desired, this trade dress cover still sold 16 copies, had a 7-day trend of 213%, and a high sale of 19.99 for a raw copy. And last week's Thor number 18 comes in at number 14. Donny Cates brings Thor, uh, Throg, Thorg, the Thor Frog, damn it, uh, front and center once yeah. again, helping move 36 <laughs> copies of this cover with a 7-day trend of 90% and a high sale of $10 for a raw copy. No stranger. Why aren't they doing the? Why aren't they doing the the fair market value on on the bottom ten? Yeah, I don't know. It, it, they do it, didn't do it for all of them, and you'll see number twenty has it in it for these. But some of them they're giving us. Okay. I don't know what it's settling at, or they may not have enough information. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for number fifteen, we've got Venom Lethal Protector number one. Certainly a book that every one of us has seen multiple times over. Uh, but uh -huh. as seen from Venom Let There Be Carnage, Venom has officially taken on the name of Lethal Protector. 
This origination of the moniker sold 25 copies, had a 7-day trend of 102%, and a high sale of $209 for CGC 9.8. And number 16, we have The Vigilante Number 1 from 1983. After The Vigilante appeared in the HBO Peacemaker trailer, the market quickly bought up his first appearance in New Teen Titans Annual Number 2 and this first ongoing solo series. It sold 24 copies, had a 7-day trend of 102%, and a high sale of 198.50 for CGC 9.8. Number 17, we've got Superman 53. During DC fandom, Jim Lee announced that the Superman mantra for truth, justice, and the American way would be changing to for truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. The old slogan is featured on this cover, which is enough to move 25 copies sold with a 7-day trend of 93%, and a high sale of one sixty four fifty for CGC ninety. That's crazy. What the heck, Jim Lee? Jeez. Yeah, that kind of cheesed off a few people in the store. Um, number eighteen, the Eternals number one from nineteen seventy six. With Marvel's Eternals weeks away, the market continues to buy up copies of this key first team appearance as excitement for the film builds. It sold 26 copies, 7-day trend of 86%, and had a high sale of $2,750 for CGC 9.8. This thing, for such a high-end book, that thing's been moving for months and years. I thought it'd be just a few moves, and then it'd be out of everybody's price range for moving it, but it's gone back and forth a ton. It's out of my price range, but yeah, (laughs) it definitely continues. And the fact that like, the buzz around this film is all over the place like for a while it was just like this is going to be the greatest thing ever this is great 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 now there's a bunch of backlash about it and it hasn't even come out yet i mean right has it has it is it out yet no yeah no, no, no we still got another not month almost my goodness simmer down <laughs> we going to a theater for that one i don't think so okay moving on just all right. Um, next up, we have Amazing Fantasy Seven from two thousand five. This issue features the first appearance of Scorpion, Carmilla Black, and Monica Rapacini, Scientist Supreme. While Monica has already appeared on Modok, her daughter Carmilla might be driving sales for her first appearance at the Scorpion. There doesn't seem to be any rumors around an MCU appearance, but that didn't stop it from selling twenty-one copies with a 7-day trend of 116% and a high sale of $400 for a CGC 9.8. Not bad for a book from 2005. Uh, It's a cool-looking cover, too. Yeah, and number 20, Thor 18, Nick Klein 1 in 25 variant. For the return of Throg comes the return of Throg variants. This 1 in 25 was difficult to find in stores since many shops under-ordered this issue. How did they do that? How could... This is an easy one to order, people. <laughs> it was a freaking frog on the cover. It sold 20 copies and a seven-day trend of 109%, a high sale of 31.54 for a raw copy. If you miss this book, you turn in your retailer badge. Really? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I remember Throg popping off when we were at, we had the Thor's book, where we had the uh, the team-up of them oh, yeah. doing detective yeah. work. Like, I that get it. Everybody has to run their store their own way, but Really? I, it's just certain things where I just kind of have to scratch my head. <laughs> now, now awesome. let's head on over to uh, our FOC uh, pro- provided by uh, Eric, our guest here, um, for Deep Discount Comics. You can get on that pre-order list um, by clicking on the bit.ly link in our um, show notes. 
um, or reach out to Eric directly, uh, Eric at Cowabunga Comics. Uh, dot com is that right that is correct yeah and that gets you both on the foc list and the pre-order list or just the foc list both lists both lists fantastic and you can get one of these beautifully curated foc emails each and every week it's fantastic yeah. as image starts to go to no second prints and some of these get pushed out a little bit more we talked about the importance of foc getting more and more important to people making their orders especially when your brother doesn't send his order in on time i lose track of days and, and things uh so then we have to do everything foc because he's lazy <laughs> can we just go with stupid instead of lazy stupid what okay you're, okay. you're not lazy <laughs> Okay, so let's start in D.C. <laughs> I'd rather be stupid than lazy, he says. The greatest. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> one of them I can't control. One of them you might make me correct. <laughs> I jumped down to the Marguerite Savage Gotham Gotham City Villains Anniversary Giant. A couple of those, and then looking at Dan Mora here. Some really good covers on these. And oh, the, yeah. yeah. The DC vs. Vampires uh, Matina cover is... Yeah. That is something. I'm so, Ooh, yeah. I cannot wait for that book. I'm psyched for it. It's going to be great. Man, that is a really cool cover. Bermejo is still crushing it on the B, B cardstock covers mm-hmm. for Detective. I, just, I love how his Batman, like you look at the legs, the boots, the feet, and it's like, oh, that yeah. looks like a real dude, you know, yeah. vaulting over whether it's a headstone or a piece of wall or whatever it is. But like, he, yeah, you just feel like it's actually a, a person. Yes. Now this Gotham City Villains Anniversary Giant. Um, I didn't know this was coming out. This is sweet. I like a lot of these covers. The Mad Hatter is pretty amazing. And we were talking about that DC versus Vampires. We were talking about that uh, Matina. We also have the option for the silver foil local comic shop day version of it as well for pre-order here as well so i love the cover but i think i'd love it even more with the silver foil <laughs> i gotta gotta back us up a little bit because um you know there's people that are specking on single issues but there's also people that come to you two fine gentlemen just for comics awareness and so for those folks flash jeff john's omnibus volume three is on foc this week and that's definitely a, a flash run that we've sold a lot of Good discount. Order it, you get forty bucks off, so you can't beat that. Darn right. Task Force C is going to be fun. Going to enjoy that one too. That one also having a local comic shop day variant on there. I'm mean, like, I like those. The five bucks. Ten dollar. Ten dollars. Ooh, ouch. It's it's real silver in that foil. <laughs> Series Derek of- Chu continuing to give me really fun Harley B covers. Yeah, he does. Uh, I really like this one. 
Now, I'm not sure who um, Uncivilized Books are, but they have a book called West Number One by John Grund. Have, has that publisher done a lot? I think they are the newest publisher that Lunar signed. Oh, okay. Oh, it's it's part of the Lunar. Okay. Yeah, because they have a book on issue nine already. A six-dollar book. Interesting. Well, they're both six-dollar books. And a nice Jenny Frizen Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's nice. Recount number one going to a third print. Where are we at? It's got the uh, scout portion of Lunar. Oh, that's scout. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, Kings of Vengeance looks in, looked interesting as well. From Scout. Don't have the solicit on it, but it seemed like a neat book when I was looking at that. Uh, I can. A vexed warrior who was once a loving father and a husband is brought back to life twenty year, twenty five years later, and proceeds to avenge himself on the demons responsible blah, blah, for all his killing. From the creator of the hit Scout series, Once Our Land, which I super loved. So, well, I liked the first few. I think I lost interest, but I enjoyed it <laughs> in the beginning of it. I'm trying to think. I was like, wait, I think I tailed off on it, but I, I did really enjoy Once Our Land. Loved it for a while. That's that's all you need. Yeah. yeah, love it for a while. So, a king's vengeance. What's next, fellas? Sorry, I keep clicking on things that just intrigue me, like Critical Role and just looking at a few different covers. Yeah, as I say, are we down to Dark Horse next? Yeah, yep. let's keep rolling. Bendis with Joy Operations. So we got kind of a future book here. Mm -hmm. Corporate-owned cities that is the centerpiece of our modern society. David Mack B cover. I'm so far down. I'm I'm out. <laughs> this is a big FOC. It is. How are these Stranger Things books selling? Does anybody care? Because it doesn't seem like they've been very compelling with some of the storylines on them. Like, this this current thing, I could see where it was kind of aping, like, Goonies-type stuff with it, but... The first... Is there any meat to that, Yeah, bone? the first arc sold well, and, and it's kind of tailed off each mm -hmm. one since. Gotcha. Um, for those that like artist editions, Dave Stevens' Rocketeer artist edition... Uh, is solicited. That's that's beautiful stuff. If you like that original art, that's beautiful. 
There's been some heat on Rocketeer lately as well, so. I'm into IDW already. Yep. As I'm getting to the end of it, just a lot of licensed stuff, Transformers, and then Usagi Ojimbo continues to add folks every every uh, issue. More and more with people the, jumping um, on it. The re, with the, the color versions? Yep. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I think it's one of those those titles that has run long enough that there's a new generation interested in it now. And then the old generation mm. that got the black and whites is coming back for the color. So we're kind of seeing two merging into one, which is really fun. Yeah, for sure. Second issue of Gunslinger Spawn into some of the image books. Friday, number one, a local comic shop version of that Ed Brubaker book. Now, what is that? I'm not familiar with that. It's Christmas Vacation from Hell. So yeah, I'm on, I'm not. That's Ed Brew. Ed Brubaker. Yep, with Marcos Martin. So wow, is this? That's old, right? Is this the? Was this done on Panel Syndicate? Oh, I was trying to read. Okay, that makes sense. Special collector's issue on it. Uh, yes, Friday. It Friday is a Panel Syndicate item. That's cool. It's, there's four issues of it. Spawn not doing the uh, the bundles anymore. Just just two covers and moving on. We're we're getting a little bogged down. It seems like with the Spawn universe. Well, you know, paper yeah, shortages doing a little and all. Less. Ah, they go. They were listening to Drew. Let's do a few less covers. <laughs> They're just trying to be respectful to everybody. Absolutely. Do we like the? Um... The let's put Peter Parker on the shelf and bring back um, the clone gu clone guy storyline in Spider Man. Yeah, I'm just happy. I don't remember it working working great the first time. The Ben Riley stuff. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought it worked well before. No, he. I I didn't mind it when he had his own book. I dipped in for a couple of different storylines, but yeah. like, it's just not there for me. This is a. Did I tell you this was like a nineteen-parter? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, so it's gonna be, it's gonna be long in the tooth by the time it's over. You'll be sick of yeah. it. And it's just like, do we really need a sweatpants wearing Spider-Man? <laughs> uh, Devil's Devil's Rain. I'm I'm curious how that does um how excited people are for that daredevil 
event thing was the Darsky Ooh. on the cover or taking over the, the helm don't have our Momoko covers yet don't have a few other covers don't have a lot of the covers there Conan the Barbarian is our facsimile edition for this one the old Roy Thomas Barry Windsor Smith cover from 1970 is our facsimile offering from Marvel. Is that Lubera, a 1 in 50? Moon Knight, number 6? Do I can tell you if I can <laughs> find it. It is a 1 in 25. Why are you bending me over for 35 bucks, Eric? <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Love it's so. a 1 in 25. <laughs> on a popular series that I have to buy a lot of ratios on. Uh, I gotcha. A lot of people collecting a lot of covers on I those. I can't lose all the money. I can only use, lose some of it. <laughs> we don't. I don't know what the Devil's Reign var villain variant is, but that's one of those things that won't have anything to do with Moon Knight, correct? Yeah, uh, unless he's in it, unless he, he's in that event. Okay. You know, he's street level. He could be in it, for sure. That's a, okay. But, yeah. You're, so you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance, for sure. Um, yeah, we saw, what we saw, you know, the first issue of Moon Knight did like 200,000, right? And then <clears throat> issue two is down to 90-some. But it's still like the second, third, fourth bestseller for that month um, I don't know what 3 did I'm thinking it fell off again well that was the was that the the one that we all were going back for for uh, Hunter's Moon yeah yeah exactly but it, I don't know if it got pre-ordered so. now we're getting less and less cover art for Marvel at FOC they just getting lazy on no, this. No, this is one to surprise this us. This is part of that whole thing where they're trying to move up a few FOC dates to allow for the paper situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think it's all tied with that. Yeah, these are yeah. these are just some. A lot of these are December first or December eighth books. Right. Yeah. So, so that's like a ridiculous amount of lead time compared to what it used to be. Yep, and the unfortunate thing is we're just not getting art on some of these variants and some of these things I really want to see. Yeah, yeah. So really, no reason to, I guess, hold out. Yeah. There's no warranted advantage to the FOC like there sometimes is where you see art and you're like, now nah, it's time to pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah. I, I I still like the the idea of waiting and pondering some of these these ideas. Um, what is the what is the podcast variant for the Wastelanders Hawkeye? Was are we on the cover, Kyle? <laughs> uh, we'll never know. Yeah, I don't That'd know. Be awesome. But Wastelanders is is the way is the new old old man, right? Correct. It's the new old man Logan verse. Yep. And we say what we're, we don't want to call it old man anymore because, uh, why? 
<laughs> we want to introduce young characters in these old man verses. So we have these places that are, that are split up into different regions and everything, uh, and they just want to be able to tell the stories, not necessarily centered around old people. Well, that's the that was the whole that was the best part of it. Yeah, and they did all that already. They checked that box. Now it's time to do some different stuff. Oh, okay. Now is Star Wars High Republic outselling the standard Star Wars books? Oh still? yeah. Gotcha. Figure. Why? I don't understand that. It's a new storyline, whole new untouched air area storyline, new ca- new characters. Get it on the ground floor. Uh, people and it's are been better written. Yeah, people are getting a little. I, I think after seeing the latest trilogy of movies and, and everything, I think people are ready for some new Star Wars content instead of kind of sticking with this, the Skywalker saga stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that works. I still like a lot of the stuff they've done in the Darth Vader series where they went back and tracked down, you know, Padme's, uh, you know, body double and a few other cool things they've done in that series. So there's still some meat on some of those bones, but mm-hmm. for me it's been the High Republic in here and the IDWs that have been the things to see, even more so than I was disappointed in what I've, I haven't finished up the uh, Bounty Hunter series, but it just wasn't, yeah, it wasn't anything I cared too much about Right. when it was all said and done. You done with Marvel? No, Kevin Eastman doing a cover for the Thing Number Two. Oh, um, and it, it, it's almost in a Ninja Turtles style. He's in kind of the the trashy alleyway of the Ninja Turtles. Oh, so wow, that's cool. I like that a lot. Okay, down into some of our smaller publishers where we see artists, writers, and artisans and black mass, booms, and vaults. Fight Girls has just been a huge seller for us. Yeah, missed out on that. Um, the Frank Joe. Completely. Yeah. I'm going to have to revisit that, I guess. I'm interested in... Um, Marjorie Finnegan's and Ennis Book. And then Moths uh, has been a good good one from J. Michael Straczynski. What is it? Moths. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is an awesome cover on that Marjorie Finnegan Temporal (laughs) Criminal. I'm interested in this um, Good Boy by Source Point Press. Uh, I don't really know the creators. Garrett Gunn, Christina Blanche, Kit Wallace. But it's set. Jesus, how far did you jump down? So much for House of Slaughter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just a small thing that most people are going for. Do we have to? I mean, can't we bounce around? Is there a rule? We, is there a rule? we absolutely can. I is just there a rule that we have to go line by line? I was in the same it just spot. Took me a while and I have to listen to Kyle breathe into the mic while he reads? No. I can skip around. Jesus, this is no more no more threesomes. You guys ganging up on me and again? Phrasing, yeah. thruples. Context thruples. is thruples. everything. <laughs> Someone's going to cut that, and it's going to come back and bite us. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> anyway, so the Source Point Press book, Good Boy, it's set in a world where humans and dogs are equals. I like that. So they're like just, just as tough as as everybody else that's gonna be that's gonna be fun um i think i think that'll be a cool one and i missed that during the pre-order cycle thank god for the foc yeah 
Harbinger pre-order bundle edition. So are you ordering the whole one through five or whatnot ahead of time for that? Or how did that work? No, what they're doing is they're making... Um, so they're overprinting the runs for these. Um, so certain issues they're putting back on to FOC to allow you to order it. They can't, they can't guarantee anything uh, beyond the initial order, but they are putting some extra stock up to make available. Nice. Which I've read the first, the new issue of, of Harbinger that came out this week, and it's very solid. Ninjak was a little less than what I think most people were hoping, but Harbinger uh, has been good. And obviously, like I said earlier, the Cullen Bun Shadow Man stuff's really good. So Valiant's starting to round the corner and bring a little more, a little more oomph, which is awesome. Hey, Kyle. Very cool. Look at the Invincible Red Sonia number six FOC bonus homage. FOC bonus, which cover the number? Which cover TMNT. Oh, the TMNT, yeah. Yeah, this is the third week in a row with the TMNT homage covers. Yeah, they had about six of these, I think, that they were going to put mm -hmm. out with the whole skyline. I think that's a really cool idea. You should have you gobbled these up. Yeah. It was one of those in for a penny, and like I said, I think there was six or seven of them. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, that's a lot of pennies. That's right. Look at... So, th so yeah, because Barbarella has one here, too, available. And that one's less interesting. I don't like that one as well. All right. I am going to ask what the item for FOC is, what you have to have, what you have to make sure you order, even if you don't have art for, but you got to make sure you get it because you don't want to chase it. Uh, I'm going to go with Good Boy, number one. <laughs> Where is that? How about Eric? You want to play? Yeah. Um. Oh boy. Um. I'm going with a, with a King's Vengeance from Scout myself. King's Vengeance from Scout. Yeah. King's Vengeance number one. Oh, man. There's a lot to go through here. Um, there is. Just as a little uh, helpful hint, we'll be doing the same thing again <laughs> when we get to the sneak peek. So you're yeah. gonna, you'll are gonna you be on the, the hot seat again in, in about five to ten minutes. Uh, that's fine. Um, so I don't, I don't know what it is. But for some reason, I keep looking at Invincible Red Sony number six cover F ten copy. Hmm. This I, I don't know, Kyle. Is that allowed? My damn <laughs> yes, list. It's yes. allowed. I've always allowed that. <laughs> it's my it's my list. It's allowed. Is that what he said? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is a very good cover. I do really like. Which that. one are we looking at? Cover F, the ten copy and cover F. He will allow it. 
Did you make it? Did you <laughs> I can't find the damn thing. I can't find it. <laughs> it's under I for Invincible Red Sonia down in the dynamite. <laughs> it's the Cohen trade dress. That one? Yes. Yep. Yeah, because you're our guest, I'll break the rules. <laughs> oh wow, that's not a that's not a cosplay cover. I mean, it, that's a person, but <laughs> we've gotten really good with digital. <laughs> I don't know. I just there's something about yeah, it okay. that some of these covers with the Invincible Red Sonia um, have been, you know, pretty popular and starting to pop. Um, the artist. Uh, which one is it? Selena, I want to say. Is that, is that right? Yeah, Selena, like the cover C. These covers have been getting really popular. Um, it's kind of kind of having a Perillo effect. So I just, I don't know. Something about it, it, it speaks to me. When you like it and it looks good, normally you go with your gut, you're not the only one. Yeah, this is Carla Cohen. She's good. I like that. Very cool. Alright, we've looked at some FOC, so I'm going to take us over to the Hot 10 list over at our good friends at comicbookinvest.com. We're going to pull up their October 29th, 2021 list. And I think it's very funny on this blurb, so I'm going to start at number one. We have the Wonder Woman Black and Gold number five, the Rosebesh 1 in 25 variant. Well, if you can get past these spaghetti arms, I guess I can see why this one is doing well. 85 to to $100 already. Honest opinion for real on Besh. I feel like she is the modern-day Rob Liefeld. People jumping on the bandwagon, and in 10 years, they will hate these. Maybe I have just turned up to Mr. Fredrickson from up. So. Is that the old guy? Yeah, the old guy. I did like the one Rose Bash a lot for the, the Silk one. but Some have been okay. I've, I've liked yeah. some of them. Now he's going to have me critiquing every little arm and foot, so yeah. thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> At rank two, we have Captain Marvel number 17 from 2004, the first full Flyvel. The price has jumped from 30 to 40 to $125. I know you people probably hate me for hating on these ridiculously priced jumps that are only because of some random person's quote-unquote spec pick. Look at it too, Drew. But come <laughs> on, folks. How many of these spec picks end up being solid investments? Is it time for me to change the rules on what goes on these lists? Possibly. A lot of flash in the pan stuff. A lot of weird stuff. At rank three, we have X-Men... Number 95 from 1999 reports that the scroll name Fizz has been cast for Secret Invasion has caused this book to jump from $2 to more than 20 If Talos's first is only a $12 book, why would you pay 20 for this dude? At least $20-ish sounds more reasonable of a jump for some books. At rank four, we have Old Haunts, number one. That's our artist writers and artisans books. No sales at all, and is now and then now selling for $30. While the story does sound interesting, saying that this is an option is a bit misleading. The publisher, AWA, is producing the movie internally, meaning it may never see the light of day, and even if it does, who knows where you can actually see it. Grain of salt. 
At rank 5, we have Once and Future, number 21, the John Boy Myers 1 in 25 variant. Similar to last month, once the cheap pre-sales were scooped up, all that was left over are copy, copies selling for three times the ratio. Only a couple of these are even available on eBay, so if you want one, you may have to pony up more than you really want to. House of Slaughter number one at the sixth rank. There is a Chris Sheehan one per store variant. Is now going for between 30 and 40. A massive print run on this series and a ton of store variants, so people are drawn to the one per store variant, assuming that the print run would be capped. Any comment on this spinoff and the story? It's interesting. I think there's only supposed to be three store exclusives for this. There's a Oh, yeah, yeah, there was a boom. Did a thing where you had to send an email at an exact specific time, like at noon. And if you sent it a second too early, you were disqualified. And the first three emails they got got <laughs> the exclusives. Wow! Did you participate? <laughs> no. no. You don't play that game. Uh, they had very high print run requirements for this. Interesting. At rank 7, Marvel book. Next wave, Agents of Hate, number 1, a Warren Ellis book. Over $50 for Raw, and 9.8s are over $300. Elsa Bloodstone is crazy hot, and this awesome book is her current incarnation's first. Bloodstone number 1 is still the book to get, but it's nice to see this book getting some love. Finding a high-grade copy is more difficult than you might think. Man, I've never heard of this. Yeah, I don't know Agents of Hate at all. At rank 8, we have Deadpool number 2 uh, from 2020, just last year. The Merca Indolfo number 2, 1 in 25 variant. Multiple 9.8 sales this week, as this is now approaching a $400 book. As was stated at number seven, you get your hands on any bloodstone at the moment. Unfortunately, there just isn't much out there. So, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know this existed either. And Black Widow, number 12, that just came out. 10 to $15, the first appearance of Living Blade. Anyone else find it weird that Black Widow comics keep going when she is dead in the MCU, but still continue to go up? Even with the lawsuit thing, I still don't buy it in that quoting Miracle Max, she is only mostly dead. I, I wonder if he I makes that, the same comment about Iron Man comics being in existence. Yeah. Um, I think they settled the lawsuit. At rank 10, Incredible Hulk 92. Only mentioning this here because the price of 9.8s moved from $225 to $275 to $300. i would say on a scale of 1 to 10 that a Planet Hulk movie was coming. This rumor would be a 1.5. Down to some honorable mentions, we have Sabrina, Something Wicked, number one. The Peach Momoko variant capped at 300 uh, copies, over $100 for Raw. Anyone else notice that Kelly Thompson has three books on the list this week? These nostalgic cover homages do very well. They do extra well when they are super low print runs. What other non-comic homages do you think we should see? And from our cool little OG old titles here, we have Suspense Comics number two. A $1,500 1.5 and a $2,000 2.0 both occurred in the past 10 days. 
No other sales in the past two years other than these. What is going on on this cover? But I will give props to the woman for being able to run Usain Bolt style while in those three inch heels. So, very cool. I just, I like that. It's a nice, it's a nice cover. 10 cent book. Yep. Pretty sweet. Neat stuff. Some, some weird stuff on the secondary market. Yeah. A lot of, I don't know. A lot of people's choices in the books to grab nowadays is driving me up the wall. Yeah, it's just some. It just seems like it's a weird, weird reasons that they have and justifications for them. Which is like the Hawkeye thing is where it started bothering me. Where we're grabbing the Hawkeye ones from her single series instead of like, oh, this whole show is going to be kind of based on the Fraction series. Why not go into the Fraction series where we're get, we should be putting our money into those things? That I think, but I don't know. How do you really feel? Yeah, I, I know. I just that—that's the kind of thing that I just don't get. Where they're like, they're like, "Oh, this, you know, this is a number one. Who cares? It's just a—it's not a very well written, but it's her number one on her quote unquote flagship series. I don't get it. But people put their money where they want to. Yep. Sneak peek time. Let's go over to Lunar and see what DC has coming out. Well, DC and. Scout and what's the new one they just added? Oh, there's there's like a Z two uncivilized. There's, the, there's, there's people. Yeah. <laughs> so when when they when Lunar adds them, are they exclusive? So then, is Scout out of out of diamonds? No, nope, um, Scout's in, Scout is still in diamond. So it's just a secondary distributor. I guess. I think that's the plan. <laughs> that's weird. So we're looking at some of our DC. I'm sorry, I'm looking at FOC for some odd reason. I am enjoying both the Superman 78 and the Batman 89 um, throwback series. They're pretty good. some of this stuff. Holy moly. <laughs> <laughs> so this Dark Knights of Steel number one, we talked about this in a few FOCs a bit ago. This is the Tom Taylor written medieval take on yeah. the Justice League. Um, I'm very curious uh, how they're going to do wait. this, what they're going to do this, um, in what way this is going to be balanced or It'll be things great. like this. It'll be great. So, it's Tom Taylor. Um, it's out of continuity Elseworld stuff, so I am a huge fan of what he's going to do here. As long as every character isn't gay now, or whatever he's going to put in it just for fun. Let's see what we can do. Yeah, I think it's going to be fantastic. And that, um, was it called My Bad? Is that what the, the Mark Russell book? That looks really good too. I've lost it. Where the hell was it? Looks bad. It's anything. Yeah, my bad right there. Mark Russell, uh, Bryce Ingram, with art by Peter Krause. Oh, right by it. Yeah, I like that. That looks really good. 
Of course, I've read a lot of Mark Russell, so... Yeah, I'm on the eighth dot, and it's the last item yeah. on that one. That's all I had. You got anything, Eric? No, nothing else. All right, let's... The Swamp Thing covers are really cool, and uh, we see they're trying to pull in some more Why the Last Man um, TV tie-in cover, a $60, uh, collecting the first 31 issues. So... Where Valiant once existed, we have relabeled it as Black Label just to make a little bit of money off of it. Mm -hmm. All right, over to Previews World, where we start with our image books. We've got a thing called Truth leading it off. LGBTQ Road Trip. I forgot to plus. Plus. Sorry. Not woke <laughs> enough. Well, we'll <laughs> let it slide this time. You got your good Asian number six coming so, out here. Yeah. And Newburn. Man, this is going to be a tough call this week. Dang. I'm so excited about that Newburn, too. Yeah. That one does sound really Mark good. Mark Mark Millar giving us another six issues of Magic Order. I don't think I read the first one. I didn't like it, but it could have been just my mood at the time. But I think I only got through half of it. I lost interest. Do you stick with Do you stick with these silver coins, Drew? Uh, no, I dropped off after three. Gotcha. Yeah, this is the first one that's uh, the covers in. Uh, interested in me. We have a, uh, not only that, but we have a nail-biter pinball machine on the front, so that always makes me Oh, happy. that is cool. So. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Dune stuff. Either one of you guys watched Dune yet? Not yet. It's right there on It's sitting on the old HBO Max. I gotta watch it before it goes. I I think they only get it for a couple weeks. I missed that Clint Eastwood thing. Um, Cry Macho. Mm. <coughs> I had it and I watched like half of it, and by the time I went back to it to finish, it had expired. I'm down into Marvel. Uh, your Moon Knight number three getting a second print. So, of course, a lot of people jumping in to grab that Hunter's Moon first appearance or oh, first yeah. whatever. Yeah. So getting a second print on that one looks like just a uh, sketch version of the cover act. Um, I believe the Amazing Fantasy number four A cover is uh, an homage to... What the heck is that? Oh, yeah. Um, Son of a gun. Not a great homage. <clears throat> no, I've seen it. I know exactly what he's talking about, but I can't think of it. Usually I feel like the horses flip the other way. Um, it's almost a Trail of Tears thing. Too. Um, Is it, which which one? Are you talking about the... The A cover. The horse. The horse one. Oh, okay. 
I, I was looking at the Wolverine running. I was like, what is, what is that an homage to? Oh, what <laughs> is it? This is going to bother me. Yeah, th- welcome to our world. This is this is Kyle and I each week. Like, oh, what is that? <laughs> uh, I know I should know. Why, where's my brain at? <laughs> yeah, this was me when the, the hip-hop covers were coming out for all the Marvel stuff. I'm like, ah, I don't remember the album. Yeah. Hey, Kyle, look, we got an Ewok action figure variant. Not the good Ewoks. Not any, not any of the ones I know. We've got generic Ewoks. You don't remember Roomba? No. Came a... I, I know Poplo and uh, Chief, the Chief, and I know... Yeah, but not this dude. I, I don't remember those two, so there you go. No. Yeah. Tebow. There's a few different ones that I know, but he's not one of the ones I know. Tinky Winky, is he one? Hey, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You got it. You got it. All right, not a whole lot for me in Marvel this week. Down to Dynamite. Boom, barely showing up. Yeah. Putting some trades out. Blue Baron number one. There's been a lot. The binge book guy. He puts out these num- num- number ones. I thought I I thought a Blue Baron already had a number one. Is this like another volume of it? Yeah. We have the unbeatable Blue Baron. Okay. I never read that Cherry Blackbird. Looks good. Oh, shoot. There's Gillum March uh, Laura, number one. This is um, this is one of his European stories, right? Translated? Yes. Man, that's going to be good, too. Shit. How am I going to decide? <laughs> there are so many good books to choose from. Heathens number one from Colin, or an aftershock book, Colin Bunn and Heath Amodio. Where you got a little bit of a piratey action here. Pirate Queen Lady She. Now, knighted number one. Now, I recognize that homage. Yep, and that's part of the uh, the resistance. It's, a, it's part of AWA, and I, I think it's part of the resistance universe. Yeah, it is. Yep. Is that a new thing? Or is that existing? The Resistance, that was one of their first titles, and then they had the Resistance Uprising. Uh, oh, I see. Knighted is part of that? Yes. Okay. Okay. Was that Straczynski, too? Did he do Resistance? Yes. But this is written by Greg Hurwitz. So why was my bad up? So is Ahoy being distributed by Lunar and? Correct. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. That's going to be confusing. Yes. For us. Don't they think about us as podcasters? 
I'm gonna go with no. <laughs> Drew, you like Vault Comics and you like Cy Spurrier, so are you in for Rush number one? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I'll... The hungry earth reddens under snow-clad yeah. hills. In 1899 Yukon Territory, a frozen frontier bloodied and bruised by the last great gold rush. But in the lawless wastes of the north, something whispers in the high brains of men, drawing them to a blighted valley where a giant spider track marks the snow and impossible guns roar in the night. Kyle, which... Blink-182 album is Ninja and Robots number 11. Ooh. Oh, that's uh, uh, Edema, or no, Edema of the State. That's Edema, Edema of the State. Lynn. Yep. yep. That I know. <laughs> Still got that in there. Yeah. This is going to be a challenge. Mm. I have like ten. I have like ten <laughs> choices. <laughs> then you get to go last. Wow. I think I know what it is. I think I know what I got to go with. All right. This point of the podcast where we ask for the sneak peek at next week. Pick of the week. What's the next thing? You got to run out to Cowabunga Comics, knocking on the door either Tuesday or Wednesday, and say, <laughs> "Hey, make sure I get my copy of this, so I don't have to go on eBay and try to get it from somebody like Drew." Yeah. Just mark the price up. Yeah. Jerk. I'm gonna go with Laura Number One, Gillum March, from Ablaze Comics. There we go. I'm going with Dark Knights of Steel, number one, from our good friends at DC and my friend Tom Taylor. Let's see if he can uh, write Batman with a sword. And I'm going to go with the Amazing Fantasy Four A cover, Frank Fazetta, homage. Very cool. Homage to what? We are still not sure, but by golly, we have to have it. We, well, we know it's Fazetta. I just can't think of what the original name of that <laughs> Amazing Fantasy 4, is that what it is? Okay. Yes, it is the... Uh, is this the... the uh, whatever. Just shut up, Eric. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say it's the Four Horsemen, but I don't know. It's... Any clothing, closing thoughts, Eric, before oh, we get out of here? I got it. It's The Death Dealer by Frank Frazetta. Oh. Ah, there you, there go. you go. I would have never got that with a million guesses, so hats off. Took me a little while. It clicked, and then I checked, and it's right. <laughs> uh, final thoughts. Final thoughts are, buy comics, read picture books, be happy. Hey, I don't think I could have ever said it better. So for Eric, Drew, and myself, see ya.